Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Clap your hands, bless the Lord. Please take your seat. Divine Assistance, part two. We looked at a scripture like Psalm 68, verse 17, that God dwells in the midst of the angels. And one of the things, one of the channels God uses to assist us is angels. Why? Because angels are ministering spirits. And they have been sent to minister unto those who are heirs of salvation. That as ministering spirit, Amplify says... They are servants sent on behalf of God to assist God's children. And so you and I have got the Lord sending angels to assist us. Lift your hands say, I have divine assistance through angelic ministration in the mighty name of Jesus. So, Angels are sent to assist us. Why? And the Bible positions truth that points to the fact that angels may be assigned to individuals. We see that in Matthew chapter 18 verse 10 when Jesus himself said, They are angels always behold the face of the Father. Now to buttress that point, we want to consider Acts chapter 12 verse 25. That this truth is consistent with what is being said in the Bible. That angels may be assigned to individuals. When Peter was kept in prison, in jail, the Lord, by his miraculous means, sent his angel and brought him out. But prior to that, the church had gathered together to pray because James had been killed. And when Peter was released, the church was still in prayer. So he knocked at the door, and in Acts chapter 12, verse 15, and they said unto her, Thou art mad, but she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, It is his angel. So here, Rhoda was telling the people who were praying that the answer is at the gate. Peter is knocking. The voice looks like Peter. If you consider verse 13, from verse 13, let's read. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken. And the name of that damsel was called what? Rhoda. It's a good word. It's a good name to give to your children. And uh, the next verse, and when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And professional intercessors 
said unto her, Thou art mad. Look at somebody say, Rhoda ain't mad. It is possible for you to be fasting and praying and you still don't expect the answers at the time they arrive. It's so possible that prayer can become a routine spiritual thing you are doing. That even though your heart is in one direction, your mind can also be in another direction. And your mouth can also be in another direction. You can be a defragmented personality. Because in one breath, you want Peter out. But when you are told that he is out, you challenge it. As if you are not expecting him to come out. You know, that's how some sisters are praying for marriage. And when they propose to them, they still bounce the man. Because they don't believe that he's a man. They don't believe that he's a woman. They don't believe that that's a testimony right there. But I see God giving you a greater discernment and wisdom. I'm praying that the announcer of your testimony will not be seen as a mad person. Hey. Charlie, there are some men that will tell some people, I'm going to marry and say, are you, are you joking? Are you serious? <laughs> Water does it take to marry you? <laughs> it's too powerful, isn't it? So, in the scripture, yeah, the Bible said, they said you are mad. It's not Peter. And in that verse 15, the lady was very consistent. She affirmed that it was even so. Then they now changed their position and they said that it cannot be him. Maybe it is his angel. So, it looks to me that the apostles that Jesus raised and taught had a theological perspective that individuals have angels assigned to them. He said, it is what? His angel. Very personal. So, there is that reality in the spirit, which is a possibility for you and I, that angels may be assigned to us. Praise the Lord. And I want to believe it. Because it's in the word of God. That angels are assigned to me. And my angel, my angel, or my angels. If I, in Matthew he says they are angels. I'm not able to tell whether it was speaking collectively about the children. And the fact that they are angels. But here we see that there's a singular angel, right? And then when the children came collectively, he said they are angels. So at least we know that angel may be assigned to an individual or angels may be assigned to individuals. And from time to time, because angels are ministering spirits that are sent by God, your angel or the angel assigned to you may be sent to do some divine assignment on behalf of God in your life. Praise the Lord. And of course, when I said angels may be assigned to individuals, and here he's saying his angel, I can't tell whether there is a particular angel that is assigned to a particular person, or depending on the season, God deploys Angels that are available or who are on cue that 
it is this season. I want you to go. And when that angel goes, it becomes someone's angel. I don't know. But what I know is that there are angels assigned to people in scripture. Or assigned to execute assignment for God in the lives of people. And in this season of our lives, we have to harness all the blessings in our redemptive package of which angelic assistance as a means of God assisting our destiny at a higher level is a reality. And by faith, we need to connect that God is able to assist us, help us by deploying angels to do certain things that lift our lives to the next level. Praise the Lord. And it's important that you release your faith because there's a lot of argument in our time. And Bible says that in our time, knowledge will abound. As the waters cover the face of the earth. That's how knowledge is going to be. And all knowledge will not lead to your benefit. Some knowledge will be destructive. Some knowledge will actually even swallow truth. If that truth is not given a voice. And one of the things I am getting a bit concerned about in our generation. (laughs) Two days ago I was talking to a pastor. He says I should write a book called Our Sad Generation. That I'm the one who is an author. That I can write it well. Because I was explaining some things to him. I see my peers of pastors. Who are able to do the work of God. And disconnect with the God of the work. They are able to follow the gift and the anointing. And they still don't have a daily lifestyle of living for God. That thing shocks me. I'm concerned. That some can go, and you know, we don't really preach about pastors. Mostly when pastors are being preached about, it's a criticism. It's, but you see, some people are in error, and they are genuine <laughs> offenders. Because you have to be taught certain things for your life to straighten up. Some can go on, a, on an itinerary and before preaching, a woman is arranged. Sometimes after preaching, a woman is arranged and they call it comforters. And this is the kind of thing that can be passed from a father to a son. It's a generational inheritance. And the thing about this is that God can take the assignment from you, but will not withdraw the gift. So in the deception that the gift is still working, you think God is with you. And so you end up having a whole theology that is not how God sees things. That's why I say that. You say you did this in my name, you did it in my name. But on that day, I will say I don't know you. Because God does not need to take from you to substitute you. He can make you, as you are playing, uh, you have been substituted. Eli was done. The same was, Eli was sitting on the throne. He had been substituted. King Saul was on the throne. He had been substituted. 
so that we are all preaching and doing this work and miracles are happening and all of that. It does not mean that God is fine with us. So, when we see the gift, because they are irrevocable and they are without repentance. So, even if you backslide, the gift is there. It's there. And many people have sharp gift in their backsliding state. Oh, when people meet no more rinsa, no more rima, no more riska. It's a deceptive way, you know, of feeling like God is with you. And God is not there at all. He's gone. He's gone. Eli is sitting there. They call him high priest, high priest, but God is talking to somewhere. King Saul is there. Highness, your highness, your highness. But God is already anointing David like three times. It's like you're a white elephant. You are for ceremonies. Are you here with me? So it's a concern. One of the other concerns I have is the fact that gradually we are taking God out of the equation of things. So when we're talking about, I preach that faith is action. Because that's a position of the word of God. But action doesn't take God out of the equation. You see, there's a scripture, the Bible says that the lion knows that its meat is given to him by God. The lion. It has predatory powers. Ability to catch its prey. But it still knows that its meat is given to that the, that is able to catch a rabbit is by the by the help of God, even the lion. But I mean, when we school, uh, the school even begins to eat your faith. Social media begins to eat your faith. So when we are talking about the position of Bible that angels, God may assist us by angelic help. It can become winyan. You know, but in the, in, in the Bible, they really look forward to these things. They look forward to encountering God by encountering angelic, you know, works on their behalf. Hey. So it's a concern. And if you are trying to walk with God like if you are trying to walk with God by just the word of faith and you don't believe God to enter into the spirit of faith, you see that you have a certain limitation. So the spiritual aspect of what we do is important. People will even be telling you that confession is nothing. Go and work. But you see, this is why this thing is called the faith. It's why it is called the kingdom of God. It's why it's called the way of the spirit. Are you here at all? So, it doesn't maybe in other religions or in the world, it is not so. But if you belong to Christ, if you belong to the kingdom of God, what you say with your mouth is powerful. Psalm 45, 1 and 2 talks about the fact that you are not, I don't know even why I passed here. But it's a concern I have for my generation. He said, my heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Verse number two, watch it. He said, you are the handsomest of men. Every word from your lips is sheer grace. 
And God has blessed you, blessed you so much. That, that word fairer means also favor. That your favor is activated by the words from your mouth. And he says that the reason why the blessings will come is because there is grace on your lips. Go to the King James. You see it there. Clear. Thou art fairer than the children of men. Grace is poured into thy lips. Say poured. poured. You, you see, the Bible was here before we came. And the Bible said before we came, grace, God has been pouring grace on the lips of people. Grace. is When, how do people curse? How do people bless? By speaking. Spirits are interested in what we say. But our generation, there are some people who belong to certain theological dispositions that say that, look, the word of faith, speaking and claiming it is not... No, no, no. Hey, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. What we say works. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is in us. So, when we speak, especially when we are aligned with the Spirit of God, with the will of God, when we speak, because the Spirit lives within our spirit, our word and God's word, they just align. That is explosion, right? It's a bomb. It's a bomb. And it's the Bible that says, let the weak say I'm strong. It didn't say let the weak think. Let the poor say, I am what? Rich. Not think. There's a thinking realm and there's a saying realm. So, we don't need to take God out of the equation of life. Because God can send angels to assist us. The whole second half of the year and the rest of your life. In fact, when Abraham sent his servant to go and marry for Isaac. One of the things that was in the mind of the servant was that if ever I got myself into any kind of trouble, I'm going to pray to God to send me an angel to lead me to that place I'm going. So when he got to a crossroad where he was in trouble, he now prayed. And God, <laughs> praise the Lord. Abraham God was sending him. He said, let the angel of the Lord, the Lord who has been blessed me, let his angel go with you. Boy, I should be able to send a pastor to whichever location and say that, may the angel of the Lord help in this commission. Go with you. Praise the Lord. Are you here at all? Come on now. Are you sure you are here? It's too powerful. Don't take the God factor out of our existence. So he said, it is his angel. I'm praying that in these days when we are waiting upon the Lord, you become conscious of your angel. I mean, the fact that God uses an assigned angel to do things on your behalf. That amen is not coming out at all. Where, where, where did your amen travel to? <laughs> Lift your hand and say, in this season of my life, I see God assigning angels unto me. To work on my behalf. One more time. Say in this season of my life. I see angels. Assigned. To work. Specifically. On my case. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
Do you believe what he just said? Why don't you clap your hands and bless the Lord? Praise the Lord. Now, we, we, so with this said, we have to see that angels are assigned to do something. What is the kind of work that angels are assigned to do in our lives? One of the things that we have to know is that angels can be sent to strengthen us to decide for the will of God. In the moment of darkness, Luke chapter 22, verse 42, Jesus Rekosi Pradika was praying and he says something very pronounced, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. 43. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. So you could say that Jesus is already coming under the pressure of the crucifixion. He is already feeling the pains of the kind of beatings they are going to and the kind of shame. And the, in fact, you read Hebrews, the Bible says that he was praying and screaming and crying. You read, he prayed until his blood was coming through his sweat glands. It was a very serious time for him. The man was totally exasperated. He was in a kind of quandary. I mean, after going through all this unseen Pain and the Bible, the Bible even talks about the father. He called it the hour of darkness. Then he started negotiating with God, the father. He said, if it's possible, <laughs> if it's possible, permit. You know, you can easily jump into a permissive will. When you are under pressure, especially when demons are involved in it. These same demons or the devil that wanted to kill Jesus through the people was the same devil who was also manipulating in the garden of Gethsemane that he would give up the will of God. I mean, this is a double bad devil. I want to kill you, but I want you to die outside the will of God. So I'm manipulating you to miss the will of God so that your death will be meaningless. Are you here at all? And Jesus was praying and he was very weak. Then Bible said, in that hour of darkness where the temptation was great. And he almost stepped out of the will of God. Angels came to strengthen him. They came to what? And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven strengthening him. There is a level that no man's words can strengthen you. There's a level that you are there, you know your body is weak. But God must send supernatural assistance to strengthen you so that you will be gliding on a strength that you cannot explain. The Bible said the angels excel in strength. So there's a way that angels when they are sent in your direction can migrate you from your human level of strength to their level of strength which is a supernatural strength. And if you want to rely on your own strength, 
you are likely to miss the will of God because things will challenge your ground here on earth. You may be in some kind of will that is not the absolute perfect 100% will of God. I mean, many people are walking in a substitution of a purpose that God did not give them. But it's like a downgrade. You are you're operating in grade B of the purpose God called you to operate in. Because pressure can crush you. And sometimes when you are crushed, you don't die. You just always like you are hanging in. But you hang in and assume another life. <laughs> you don't assume your A life with your A game, with your A level of stuff to, um, 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 obedience. You just, you know, there are things you do that God will not kill you. He's not interested. But you find out that you are still not the same. You are also not the same. Hey! Charlie, when you are a young man, and the Bible says don't fornicate. And the pressure enters your waist. Your, I'm, I'm talking about your waist. No, no. It's not a small matter. It's a serious matter. So if you are not careful and you get some small money. Oh. You see that you love the Lord but you are cohabiting with a girl. And the Bible says you are giving your divine strength to a strange woman. At that point, because of the illegitimacy of that operation, you have become, you have become a waster of divine resources. A waster. And God can have children who are wasters. And they are still his children. But it's a downgrade. So, for you not to enter into Sun Sun Sometimes the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Not only that it's weak, but the flesh gives in. For you not to get to that level, God will now send angels to what? Strengthen you. So that you will stay in the very perfect will of God. Because you see, we are, I'm praying that God will give me the chance to teach about the will of God as we move on as a church. We are, sometimes we are playing too much. Some of the things we play with, they say that the boy, my brother, he just puts pressure on me. He puts pressure on me. No pressure from your boyfriend or girlfriend is worth the destiny God has given you. You are just slaughtering a destiny on the altar of immorality or let's say compromise and that defines the whole journey you are here on earth to do. So angels in order to stay in the will of God no, nobody is able to stay in the will of God make those quality decisions that will make them to conform to the will of God without supernatural assistance. And one way God does that is to release angels to strengthen you when you are getting weak. And you are trying to negotiate. If, it, if it's possible, let this cup pass me by. But he was born for that cup. He was on earth for that cup. And he almost missed it. I'm praying that whatever you have been created for, you will not miss it. 
may God send assistance to you by releasing angels into your life. Let that amen be louder than it is already. In John chapter 5 verse 4, we are exploring the work that angels do in our lives. Because we have learned that they wait on the hands of salvation. But there is a work they do. In John 5, 4, the Bible said, For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. So angels are agents of seasonal miracles. Repeat with me what I just said. Angels are agents of seasonal miracles. There was a certain season where an angel would come and stir the waters. And whoever after the stirring of the waters in that season stepped in first. Was healed of whatsoever disease he or she had. So there are seasons of our lives. That demand angelic staring of our atmosphere. Angelic staring of our giftings. By, it's the Holy Ghost working. But he stirs the water by an angel. Stirs your market drive by an angel. Stirs the, the momentum and frequency of your product, your marketing. By an angel. There's a way that angels will begin to market a church. Stairs your home. The same way a demon can enter into someone's home. And they will be fighting instead of loving themselves. That's how when an angel enters there. A home that is going down can be stirred up and the love will come back. Is God talking to somebody here? The waters can be stirred seasonally. Now, the Bible said the righteous will bear his fruit in his season. Seasons are important as far as the destinies of righteous people are concerned. So when you miss your season, sometimes you operate in between the lines. So for you to really be fruitful, you need to just hit it. At the season that the, 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 the matter is, is supposed to come out. And in the season when somebody is to be healed, an angel is sent to stir up the water. <laughs> stir up the heart. Stir up the atmosphere. Stir up. So there is a stirring that goes on that brings seasonal miracles. So everyone, your life has been divided into different seasons and times. And at every time and season, there are things that are on the table of God that need staring for their manifestation. The Bible said, the earnest expectation of creation waits for the manifestation of what? The sons of God. There is an expectation for your manifestation. But everything doesn't manifest at the same time. They are seasonal. There's a season. 
to be born. A season. Bible says, to everything there is what? Time and what? Season. There's a season to marry. A season to school. A season to marry. A season to deliver children. A season where your children deliver. A season where you travel. A season where are you here at all? In all those seasons, you need God's assistance through angelic support. <laughs> Some years ago, right before we started the church, like a year or two before we started the church, in fact, like maybe three, four years before I came to Accra, I stopped preaching in Accra. And about a year or two before I started the church, I stopped going on itinerary. Somebody said divine pattern. As you see me like this, eh? where God says I should go, that's where I will go. Where he says I should be, that's where I will be. Unmovable. Unpairable. No, I pray, pray. No, 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 no. Now, the level of itinerary that I was doing at the time, my wife hardly, they hardly used to see me around like two weeks I'm on ground. Ah, everywhere is burning, burning, burning. Traveling. Then I sat. What gave me the confidence to sit? Of all the good that going to preach, standing the frontiers of the kingdom and all of that, it also comes with a lot of blessings, material blessings. And for a man of God, when your comfort is taken away from you, sometimes like your life is taken away from you. So the reason why many people will not be able to stop itinerary when they are supposed to go on a break is because, Charlie, it can affect a lot of things. That, that's a plain thing. I sat, I said, my friends convinced me, bro, you are young. Don't, don't stop this thing. Some adult spoke to me. Don't stop. No, now you have energy. Your blood is fire. And there's fire in you. Keep going. I mean, stayed. I stayed, though. I started giving all my platforms to when my friends traveled to the territory I used to preach. They say, you know, I will speak to a man of God I used to preach for. I lost a lot of friends, but a lot of them also stuck with me. I just gave this one, go there, preach, preach, preach. I was on ground. I'm not doing any church, but I'm not traveling. Then when I started a church, even in this Accra, I refused to go preach for anybody. And why I was able to comfortably do that is because I believed that whatever I was traveling to receive from God, God was able to supply the same and even more to me if I sat where he wanted me to sit. In every season of my life. People thought that, oh, we season be we season be pound. No, it is. The Bible says that God changes the times and the season. The times and the season, they are in the hands of God. Though. And that's why I say I have a concern for my generation that we can have time and season in our mind and we don't think God. And guess what? When I sat, 
More money came to me than when I went. When I sat, more impact. <laughs> it was as if, okay, sit and let all that God wanted to use you to do, let it now begin to simmer. From nowhere, you see testimonies of programs I've done three years, four years, two years ago, just hitting, bow, 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 bow. And impact is spreading and I've not moved. Why? Because angels are able to stir up seasonal miracles. Seasonal what? I tell friends who are men of God, I say, you don't give birth to a baby and leave the baby and start sharing your breast to the community babies. We have started a new ministry. It's not a community breast ministry. We leave our own chair. We are everywhere. It doesn't work that way. Whatever you are going there to look for, sit down here. Do what? Sit down. And believe that God can bring you seasonal miracles. The season of sitting, no, it's a season. And it has its own miracles as well. Are you here at all? By angelic assistance. Do you know what? People were traveling. When we started this year, people were traveling. People were traveling from different countries to come and see me. Before I used to go. Now they were traveling. Seasonal miracles. Are you here? Then people on ground. Who came in here like Adulam. Indebted people, distressed, poor people, within a short time, started becoming mighty men and mighty women. And boy, the rest, they say, I'm praying that when that season comes for you to receive assistance, your assistance will not pass you by in Jesus' name. Come on now. I said, your assistance will not pass you by. Shout a better amen here. Do you get what is, is going on here? Do you get it? Sometimes you can be there. It's like, they say, because I'm going to church, it's like I'm missing in action in town. It's a season where you have to be in church more than you have ever been. And if God is assisting you, he will send angels. If it's a husband, they have to bring. It will happen. <laughs> It will what? It will happen. If it's a job, it will happen. Oh, yes. Seasonal miracles. If it's a pregnancy, that must happen seasonally. I mean, seasonally, God will make an old woman be pregnant. Then another season, he will make a woman who has not slept with a man before also get pregnant. All of that is by angelic attention. It's by what? I can't hear you. It's by what? That's why you can't be with God and be with concern at the same time. You can't be with God and be with worry at the same time. If God is God, this word you have heard, may you have testimonies before the end of this year. May you have testimonies before the end of this year. Praise the Lord. Lift your hand and say, I receive seasonal miracles in the mighty name of Jesus. One more time. Say, I receive my seasonal testimonies in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Say, I receive my seasonal miracles in the mighty name of Jesus. Do you believe it right now? One more time. Say, I receive seasonal miracles in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Too powerful. In Acts chapter 12, verse 7, the work that angels do in our lives by way of divine assistance is that angels are agents of miraculous deliverances. Angels are agents of miraculous deliverances. You see, there are some deliverances that are regular. They follow the normal course of life. And there are some that are miraculous. They are supernatural. In Act 12, verse number 7, And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side, and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. So Peter is in chains. He's in jail. An angel enters there, sent by God, quickens him, hits him by the side and tells him, rise up. And when he rose, the chains fell. Chains are falling, but he's still in prison. Can I explain that one to you? There's something called stronghold. That God can deliver you and you can stay bound. Because your spirit is freed, your soul is even freed, but your mind is still bound. Like there are some people now, Jesus said, you are free indeed, but they still think that they are a deliverance case. They are like those animals that have been put in chain for a long time. That when the chain is even removed from them, they don't go. They will still be standing there because they have the feelings of the chain. So you have to do them, chee, chee, chee. Some of them, you kick them, they are there because in their mind, I can't go beyond this because previously, this is how far the robe allowed me. So even though the chain has fallen, they still are in prison. And that's why most prisons say, you are the one to step out. Oh. You are the one to what? Oh, you are the one to step out. You say you have addiction. God delivered you a long time. If you are going back, you are the one going back. You are the one to step and say, from today, no. No drink. No, there's no, are you here at all? You are the one to step up. So the chains are falling and Peter is still in jail. So now the angel just opens the prison gate. Angels. When God is assisting you, he sends angels. Because some issues are very highly spiritual. Herod has killed James and has arrested Peter and he's getting ready to kill him so that they will clap for him. Very demonic and spiritual. And when he was waiting to do this, God had to send assistance. In verse 11, the Bible said when he got out of the, of the whole prison house and when Peter was come to himself, he said, now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews 
There are some expectations, though, that some of us, we are in jail, in marital jail, you are in financial jail, jail of unemployment, financial jail, that you are supposed to die there and never come out. But the Lord said, I should come and announce unto you that there is coming a miraculous deliverance. And you know that he sent an angel to bring you out. I see you coming out in the name of Jesus. Sometimes people don't expect you to marry or have a good job. People, people just expect that you die. That, that hell will swallow you. Sometimes there, there are evil wishes and soulish prayers. Kalona Marako Kasata, Jekwali Kapaya. In five years, Francis Obian will scatter. In five years, he will perish. In five years, he will expire. Now you derided it. This marriage that they are married sitting on a horse. Only God knows. Oh. It won't last. Oh, yeah. You to marry on a chariot. <laughs> Some people can just say, an evil wind will blow. It's just a matter of time. Everything starts like that. Nothing is going to blow. And when the wind blows, there will be a miraculous diversion. Somebody don't manage me here. I'm prophesying here. I said, between now and the end of the year, whatever has kept you as a prisoner, there is going to be a miraculous deliverance in your life. The yoke that men have not been able to break, you have not been able to break. May the Lord send you assistance. And break that yoke, scatter that chain, open that prison door, show you out of the door, and put you on the street. You shall see a testimony in the name of any evil expectation on your life. The Lord said, I shall announce unto you that when they are waiting for you to be caught, angel will keep you out. Angel will bear you in their hands. Your ministry will not collapse. You will not collapse. Your shame will not come. I see God sending you assistance. Assistance. Please take your seat. Say, I have assistance. For miraculous deliverance. Where my feet are to be entrapped. I shall be delivered. Say the chains are falling. And the prison gate is open. Say I'm out. I'm out. Where they are expecting the business to collapse. The project to collapse. The marriage to collapse. The proposal to collapse. The favor to collapse. Declare. Say I'm out. By the assistance of God. Where they are expecting the pregnancy to miscarry. Where they are expecting your helpers to forsake you, to never remember you, to turn their back on you. May the Lord send you assistance. It's a miraculous deliverance. There's a scripture in Isaiah. Please take your seat. It says, The lamb and the lion or the wolf will live on the same mountain. And there shall be no harm. It's a miraculous deliverance. Something is stopping the lion from devouring the lamb. It's miraculous. 
Daniel was in the lion's den. Hungry lions. And when the lions wanted to pounce on him, according to Daniel's account, in Daniel chapter 6, he says, the Lord sent an angel to shut the mouth of the lion so that its power to devour was taken away from him. It's a miraculous deliverance. It's not ordinary. That's why those other conspirators, when they threw them, they didn't even land. They couldn't find their own bones. Because the normal way is that you must go. But because God is assisting you, angels are sent to shut the mouth of some powerful things. There are some people, one word, your business will start going down. So, one media house can just shut something for someone. Yes. Can shut a product. Something. And one of the ways God uses to deliver us is to send angels to shut the mouth of these powerful things. I see God shutting the mouth of some witches. Some of them will come to your naming ceremony, your wedding and all of that, but they will not be able to drink any blood. It's a miraculous deliverance. Miraculous that you they, they send accident to you on the way. Somewhere somehow, God finds a way. Send an angel to deliver you. Miraculous. How many of you see that happening? Yeah. I cannot tell whether. It's my prayer that nobody will be on a surgical table, but in case it is necessary for anybody to be on a surgical table, may the doctor not be the reason why you will stay alive. May God send his angels to remove sickness from your body and even remove what the mistakes of the doctors are. May there be miraculous deliverances. It's too powerful. I can see it happening. I can see it happening. Your children will not die. God is sending you miraculous deliverance. Shout it, shout it better. Amen. That's a work angels are sent to do. It's a beautiful work. And I see it in your life this season. Again, in Acts chapter 12, verse 10, angels are used to open doors of breakthrough without struggles. Act 12, 10. Bible said, when they were past the first and the second ward, they came onto the iron gate that leaded onto the city. So all this while from their prison for quaternion or soldiers, the angel has been opening prison doors so now came into the hallway. Open, open, open. And when they had come out of the first and the second ward, they came onto the iron gate. I believe that's the strongest. And that led onto the city. That's the exit gate. Which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through 
one street and forthwith the angel departed from them from me so even when they came out chain fell came out of prison they would have still been contained but the angel took them from one level they didn't open one door or one gate every gate or door was opened by the angel are you here at all there's a way that God has a comprehensive program for your life that when he delivers you, he opens the door of your health, he opens the door of your finances, the door of your business, the door of your marriage. Every door is opened of their own accord by the assistance of God through his angel. And when they go to the hardest, that will lead them to the city. Ah, the Bible said, and that one too was open. Of its own accord. And when that was done, the angel departed. This season, the angel that has been released to do that work for you has been released in the mighty name of Jesus. There are going to be breakthroughs in your life that you will not be able to credit to your strength. You will say, It's not by might. It's not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. You will see that it's by divine assistance. May the Lord open doors for you of their own accord. That's before you ask, the door is open. Before you request, the matter is on ground. Before, he said, before you think, I answer. Before you ask, I'm already answered. Are you here at all? May doors open unto you of their own accord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Please take your seat. Angels. Angels. God wants every one of you to come to a level where you know that God can assist you angelically with a contract. With a promotion. It's an assistance. Lift your right hand. Say, Father, I pray for open doors of their own accord. Say, I pray for doors to open of their own accord in my life between now and the end of the year. Let me encounter this assistance from you in the name of Jesus. Well, see, listen, doors open. You can have assistance from men, women, voluntary assistance just at the time that you needed it. God just sends them. Put it in the heart of someone. Praise the Lord. In, in our own way, when we have given birth to kids, anytime we have a kid, we call them executive aunties. <laughs> we'll be wondering who will be coming. Then you see that even without them knowing, Either her sister will say, oh, I'm around for free. I'm here for six weeks. 
Or my sister will just be around. He said, oh, I'm coming to do some analysis of my PhD, whatever, in Tema. And I'm going to be in Accra for five weeks, six weeks. And that's like a sukkah for us. Free help. Then when that one, a week before that one goes, another comes. And we have not told them to come. Divine arrangement. Doors are just opening. Sometimes they all jump at the same time. That's how we have not died before our time. Because helplessness can shorten your life. But every time when we will need people around, the door opens of his own accord. Because God has a way of arranging this assistance to come to us. This is the level that your faith should be. That God knows what to do when you come to the crossroad. That for, if for nothing at all, there will be angelic assistance. Whether it's financial, whether it's marital, whether it's employmental, God will send angelic assistance. Praise the Lord. Come on now. Praise God. Angelic assistance. I mean, many times when I, maybe I'm running, traffic is keeping me in going to the airport or blah, 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 and blah. Oh, I'll get to the airport. And maybe I don't know anyone there. I've called prior to that thing. As I just entered, somebody say, I know you somewhere. That's why it's coming from 15 years. You came to preach in our church. Are you prophet Robin? I said, yes. He said, where are you going? I said, I'm going here. He said, hold on. We just come. Door has opened by its own accord. The angel was positioned right there. You are going to go to places. God will position angels. Oh, I'm just praying that people will catch this, catch this spirit. When you catch this revelation, you realize that there is no difference between a native and a settler. That the earth is really the Lord's. And the fullness thereof. Baraka Kulazista. Whatever you need, the Lord can open the door without you struggling to open it. May this become your reality before the end of this year. Any door that must open, you will not struggle to open it. And as you are shouting, Amen, let doors open of their own accord in the mighty name of Jesus. That's it. Say, I shall not be stranded. Say, I will not be locked behind any door. Say, all the door I seek for, they are already opened unto me. Of their own accord, I receive divine assistance for my open doors in the mighty name of Jesus. One more time, say, I receive divine assistance. My doors are open. Stand up and prophesy. Say, my doors are open. Every door that must open. Open now in Jesus' name. There are people here that doctors said it was going to be difficult for them to be pregnant. And by divine assistance, 
They became pregnant. They don't know how. At least I know two who cannot explain. How? Are you here at all? That's divine assistance right there. It's divine what? There are people who have had jobs here and they didn't apply for it. Divine assistance. One sister said, they called there and said, I have not applied though. And it's an international office. Not knowing somebody who is boss somewhere. Just saw the thing and threw her whatever inside. And she has a job. Lucrative job. Likuku lakasa. Shikwalaga. Lekwalega. Divine assistance. Brother, the arm of flesh shall fail you. How much can you do? Boy. Angel will harvest husband for you. Harvest money for you. <laughs> Doors are opening of their own accord in your life. And I don't see any of them locking you behind. I don't see you locked behind any door. I only see you entering into doors. Opened by God himself. He is sending angels to open doors for you in the mouth. That amen should be louder everywhere. Lift your hands. Say, my doors are open. Say, I am aligned to the will of God. Aligned to divine assistance. It may go round and go round again and come round. But because I am aligned, I shall not be denied. My doors are open of their own accord. I don't chase anything again. My steps are ordered by God. I have divine assistance as I make my movement. Every door before me is opened by the assistance of God. Say financial doors are opened. Marital doors opened. Career doors opened. Ministerial doors opened. Medical doors opened. Say anything that is a door that I must enter into is opened of its own accord. In the mighty name of Jesus. You believe it? Clap your hands for Jesus. That food you cook, eh? A major door is open. I just heard it in my ears. A major door is open. A door that you didn't fight for. A door that you didn't lobby for. That door is opening unto you in the name. Langaba Kolaza Kaladaya in the next seven days may that door be open in the name of Jesus. And that amen is not strong at all. I mentioned food, but not everybody is doing food here. Whatever you are doing, whatever door must open, let the door open in the name of Jesus. Shalukwala Kakaya. Please take your seat. Yesterday we said there are keys to securing angelic assistance. And number one is pure worship of Jesus Christ. That Bible instructs us not to worship angels. Colossians 2.18. Praise the Lord. Then we also learned that we should what? Should fast and pray. Jesus was fasting and angels came to minister to him. 
So those are the two we dealt with yesterday. Today we are dealing with one of the things that attracts angelic assistance is love. Is what? Love attracts angels. Your love for God, your love for mankind, your love for the work of God, love for brothers and sisters, the show of love, the act of love towards God, towards his work, towards mankind, will attract angels. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 1 says something. It says that though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity or love, I am become as sounding brass or a tingling cymbal. That means that love connects us to a realm where we can practically utilize the power of the tongues of men and that of angels. So we are able to activate angelic activity. Tongues of angels and angelic activity. And one key that attracts that or activates that is love. He said, if you lack it, you lack it you will not be able to harness the potentials that are in the tongues of angels. So you may speak it, but you will not have the result. You will not have the impact. Why? Because you don't have love. And here he uses that word love in its English sense to be you are generously a benevolent person. This is my own construction. Forgive me. You are generous. You are benevolent. You are giving. You are you empathize with people when they are in need. In fact, you are able to sense it in them. You are selfless. You are a sacrificial giver. Charity. Praise the Lord. You are altruistic. That's, that's a word. You, you do things and you don't expect anything back. And you, your meaning and satisfaction is in the doing of love. You cannot attract angels without love. No, it's not possible. Abraham saw three men coming. And he saw that these are angels. And they were going somewhere. He told them, please come. They said they are not coming. He said, I beg you. This kind of love, I'm talking about this love that does not make you pompous. That, am I not the one that gave her the shoe, the job? No. It is the love that you yourself define your life in doing. He begged them to come to his house, wash their feet. He was running around. Old man, oh, killed animal for them to eat. 
And when they finish eating, not knowing they have been sent to him. There are angels who have been sent in our direction and the way to receive them is to be hospitable. Is to show love. Or else they can be in your vicinity but they will never enter your house. Watch that. He took the actions of Abraham for the angels to enter his house. He said, I have a kid. Come. I'll kill for you. And they now entered. The rest is history. It's from there that they spoke to Sarah. That a year by this time, this, this thing you are doing, God has visited you. That a year by this time, no, you will give birth whether you like it or not. Sarah laughed in doubt, but her doubt could not stop the miracle. Because when love goes out, the Bible said the greatest is love. You can never be great without love. Is the strongest force that makes sacrifice powerful. For God so loved the world. He sac- and that sacrifice well because love is you can sacrifice when there is no love. You lose the power. But when love is there, angels want to just play around where love is. Are you here now? Come on now. Are you sure you are here now? So, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 1 and 2. The Bible makes us understand that love attracts angels. Hebrews 13, 1. Let brotherly love continue. Some people, their brotherly love has stopped. Let brotherly love continue. Verse 2. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers. For thereby some have entertained angels on our ways. Please, let's read it in more modern English. Do not forget or neglect or refuse to extend hospitality to strangers in the brotherhood, being friendly, cordial, and gracious, sharing the comforts of your home, and doing your part generously. For through it, some have entertained angels without knowing it. You think you are doing someone a favor, you end up doing yourself a favor. That you can, the, the way to entertain, the foremost way to entertain angels is by love. And I love it. When it's connecting this to brotherly love, continuing. Because so many people don't have a problem loving God. But they have a challenge. Loving the brethren. Loving human beings. And you can just boldly even tell yourself that. Me, I love God and that is all. God and God alone. If I don't love you, what is it? He said the commandment, he said, love the Lord thy God and love thy neighbor. No one can say they love God if they hate their neighbor. Are you here at all? Anyone who loves God deeply, it reflects in their love for human beings. Let brotherly love God. It doesn't take just love for God for angels to show up. It takes love for the brethren. 
Let brotherly love continue. When brotherly love breaks down, entertaining angels will also break down because it says that some angels will appear like strangers. That is, sometimes God will give human beings angelic elements. I imagine me, eh, boy. The pastor who came from Manchester, he, he told you that for many years he has been in the UK um, applying. Children were born there, they still didn't have their citizenship. I go to preach my first time in the UK. They entertain me in their house, they feed me. I prayed there. Immediately I left there. I got to Ghana. The home office called them. Sorry, oh. Your document that have been here since. Postboy just brought it. Reverend Eddie. They had been in UK for years. Stayed in their house. Refused to stay in there. They had just started their church. I couldn't, possibly I couldn't be in a hotel. Just their first preached there. Stayed in a particular. The kids room. Sonia knows that room. Because she also lived there. Kids room, stay there, stay there for like one, two weeks or something. When I was going, they locked the door. When they dropped me at the airport, they packed, he packed himself, his wife, his children inside that room. Next day now, or something, Scotland Yard, is that how they call it? They just came and knocked at the door. They delivered their passport, all of them, their British passport on ground. Just entertaining strangers. Yeah. Sometimes God puts grace for angelic manifestation on people, and the people themselves don't know. Like I myself, I mean, no, no, I mean, you know, me real chicken. Do you understand? But in the mind of God. This season, this is the angel that has entered here. So, more treating people is driving angels away from your life. And there is no one who treats people like despicable things and can ever entertain angels. Love. Love. Without fear. It's like you are the only one who is too careful to love people. Love. I see angels helping somebody here. I said I see angels helping somebody here. <laughs> Some people when they are in trouble, you know that God will come through for them. Because they are lovers of God. And lovers of men. People who don't love are making themselves victims of this life. You are like victim par excellence. It's like you are the only one everyone is interested in hurting. So angels will be careful not to come and what? Hurt you. Love. Love. Look. He said by this, some have entertained what? Angels. That means that sometimes God makes angels appear like regular people around us. One of the words is called theophany. Angels can appear in a form of, like in Abraham's time, like in Lord's time, where angels appear like men in Sodom and Gomorrah. 
I don't know if God would have killed them, bent it or not. But by their maltreatment, wanting to sleep with them. They now say, let's burn the place. Possibly, possibly, possibly. If they had been kind. Are you here? Is God talking to someone here? Please talk to somebody. Say, are you missing your angels because you are harsh? You are unlovable. You are unlovely. You are full of hatred and bitterness and, and all that. Brothers and sisters, let us love. In a church like this, you should love people. Anybody who tries to poison you at anybody is telling you that angels are not welcome. You see, sometimes we see demons, but we should really see human beings. The demons are introduced by human beings. Evil communication. Corrupt. Now, we know Satan is the father of corruption. But he doesn't come direct. He comes through human beings communicating evil. Then he will take over that communication and bring his corruption. You should be worried about negative people around you. Because they don't entertain angels. They drive away angels. You will not miss it in Jesus' name. He <laughs> said, in redeeming the time, entertain strangers. Because you can entertain angels unawares. You will not miss it in Jesus' name. You will not miss angels in the name of Jesus. Love for God. Boy. Imagine your love for human beings make you entertain angels. How about when you love God? How about when you love the work of God? You, you give to God and you give to the work of God. Okay, even if tithe is wrong, am I not giving to God? Since I can even give and give my whole self, I shouldn't have a problem giving 10%. Last week, I was there when somebody sent some money into my account. About almost 30,000. <laughs> Listen, Spirit of God, Abby. <laughs> and I called Harry because proud to him going, he has been there with me. I said, call this person because the money said, the alert said she's the one who sent it. And person has left the church. So Harry called and the person said, oh, some years ago when she was here and she was starting, trying to start her life, I gave her that money to start that business. And she's left. She left in a one way like that. So I think she, she's gotten some money and she decided to wire some of these monies. As far as I'm concerned, it's a bad debt. So the money hit my account now. When I saw the person who sent the money now, I lost appetite for the money. Oh, I receive it. 
Sister Mayo, I can't speak in Jesus' name. I lost appetite for the money. So I told Harry there and there that this money is better in the church's account than in my account. And when the head of, the, the head of finance came, I said that there's this money that has come into my account. It's going into the church account. In my mind, the money died long time in my heart. And now that it has come, I don't even know how much value is going to add to my life. So it better go to God than me keeping it. It's not everything you hold when you want to entertain angels. It's not everything you want. Hold. If I tell you what's happening, even just releasing this money which is valueless in my eyes. You'll be surprised. <laughs> You'll be surprised. This morning I came to lie down here. I was lying down here. Oh, I prayed for like 10 minutes. One pastor visited me. He said he want to come and catch grace. He lay here. I lay here. I said you won't catch grace and I will not catch grace. <laughs> He, he put himself there and he is doing dry fasting. This is his day five. Only water. So, me too with my small, small food in my. <laughs> so, as he was praying, I was praying. <laughs> Have mercy on me. He finished his prayer and uh, me too, I said, I'll finish my prayer. When I stood up now, I got a call. And the person said, ah, pastor, ABC, long and short. And I told him, I said, we all lay on this altar. <laughs> I even patch your prayer. And it's already working for me. It will work for you in Jesus' name. He now looked at me and said, you are not normal. I said, no. The abnormality of my abnormal is the fact that I don't own anything. I, I can give and give myself. Give and give myself. When you love God, nothing is a trophy in your life. Only God. Paul said, I count everything by dung. Nothing is a trophy. Anything that you see as a trophy in your life, it will not make you attract the best of God. Are you here now? Say, I'm a child of God. Say, I have love flowing in me. I entertain angels at will, at will. Boy, anytime, anytime, 
There's a way to just, you are in, in procession with angels. You are camping with them by releasing love. It's too powerful. Your womb cannot be shut. It's not possible. When angels come around, they are going to open it somewhere. somewhere. Whether there are eggs or no eggs or low sperm count, bad sperm count, it doesn't matter. That supernatural level, you have to believe it. You have to what? Believe it. Believe it. You have to believe it. It's working. Don't get to that point where you become mechanical with God. Technical with God. Where is your very calculator? Where is your generosity towards God? And you can't prove your love to God if you are not generous to God. Are you here at all? Just flow. You see that anybody who gives to God, God is camping with the angels. Say, angels say, Oh, he gave God. He gave God. They'll be asking God, God, what are you giving him? It is they that will be watching the face of God day and night and say, God, remember this guy. He brought this. Remember this guy. He brought this. Remember this guy. He did this. Remember this guy. He was, he was doing this. Remember, they would just, are you here at all? Always beholding his face on your behalf. That's how God will now send them. Say that, okay. This, this company they, they, they need to release this thing for this, this brother. Just, just stir the waters there. Man is not your problem. Face God. Do what? Face God. I can't wait for us to say maybe we are building for God. I'll do something crazy. Anything that comes into my head, the thing goes scatter. Nothing is a trophy. Nothing is what? Nothing. When you give to God, you have not lost anything. You just gained God. And when God is in your corner, boy, oh boy. May poverty and lack of resources not eat your faith. To the point where angels will be far away from you. I am praying that from today, wherever you are going, you will camp with angels. That amen didn't come out at all. From today, wherever you are going, you will camp with angels. That amen, if it's louder, angels are coming towards you. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Vawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org one word. For further information, call 244 177 831 or 0204-916-168 or 0277-532-360. Join us on Sundays at 7 a.m. for the first service. 9.30 a.m. for the second service and 11.30 a.m. for the third service on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. for our midweek and communion service and on Saturdays at 6.30 a.m. for our morning flavor prayer services. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.